0: What up, Malaysia? What up, baby? This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I love you back. I love you back. Uh, love you back. Hello, hello. Sit, 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 sit. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see where the mics are. I'm going to. Uh, I'm very excited about today. We're working backstage and. Uh, We're gonna do a bunch of Q&A. First, I'm gonna give a little bit of a keynote, but uh, we're gonna be setting up mics at some point, so uh, please get ready for your questions. So, where do I wanna go? So look, there's, there's a lot of things that are on my mind, and when I think about why you would come to this conference, what is always a big pressure and focus of mine is how do I bring value for you to come to this event. Like you're not here for kicks and giggles, there's something you're trying to get. And when I think about what somebody's trying to get, the reality is it's either the strategy, right, the information of the strategy, or it's the tactics. You know, there, there's two ways to go about this, strategy and tactics. And so for me, I, I always skew towards tactics because it's practical. Like, get happy, or this and that, or mindset. You know, it's, it's super important, but it feels like it could lack the tangible notion to actually get you there. So that was my framework for a decade. Over the last couple of years, a lot of the things that I try to say, and when I look at people consuming my content, and then why they're not doing something about it, I started realizing over time that it wasn't just the tactics, it was important for me to create the framework, the blueprint, the strategy, the why, so it allowed you to get there. So many people in this audience have a very good sense of what to do, but the reason they're not doing it is because they fear the judgment of others when they would actually do it. Look, it's very simple. If, if you follow anything Om or a lot of other people are saying, it's very clear that this device has changed the framework of our society. And whether you're in Southeast Asia or America or Europe or South America, it's universal. This has changed everything from a practicality standpoint. But if you're fearful to go in because it's not what your parents want or because you're not willing to pay the sacrifice of time and eat shit for five years to get what you want, It doesn't matter that you're knowledgeable that YouTube and podcasting and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter or LinkedIn work on this platform. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I sit here for the next 45 minutes and tell you that in Malaysia and Indonesia, in Singapore, in the collective Southeast Asia besides mainland China that Instagram story ads are so underpriced that if you spend a $1,000 on them and actually put good content in there, whatever you're trying to accomplish will happen. It doesn't matter if I tell you that. How many people here consume my content? Raise your hands. <laughs> Thank you. The reality is, and you probably know this, there's not many things that I believe in. There's only seven to 10 things I believe in. I say them over and over every day in different ways But if you consume my content, it's very unlikely I'm gonna say something in this 30 minutes that's so different than what you've heard from me. It's kind of the way I think about getting into shape. You've heard for 20 years that it's exercise and eating right. You just wish it was a pill. And that's how I think about business. It's not very complicated. You have to have a good product, and then you have to communicate that product and service and then you have to do that over and over and over again and then something good will happen. Yet, everybody wants to know how to get from zero to a million dollars or from zero to a million followers fast. Fast is fundamentally the scariest word for me in business. Everything that has happened that's been good to me is slow. When I, how many people here are under 31 years old? Raise your hands. Keep them, keep them up. When I was 31 years old, me, keep them up, don't be lazy. When I was 31 years old, I was making less than $100,000 a year working in a liquor store, building a business for my dad and was going to be leaving three years later owning nothing. Keep it up. Under 31, I worked in a liquor store ringing people up at the register. You can put it down. Everybody wants to get to a place, very few are willing to sacrifice to get there. Everybody wants something and very few people are executing to go there. The amount of people whose actions map to the ambition coming out of their mouth is very low. There is no shortcuts, there is no secret, there's no system or model, there's the very basic nature of this. No matter what you do in this room, the customer that you're trying to reach is either very difficult to get to or very easy to get to on your ability to understand what's happening in the world. What I mean by that is there's only marketing and sales. There's marketing and branding and then there's sales. Understanding how they're different and why they're is important and then understanding how to do marketing and branding so that you're not at the mercy of sales is an incredibly important thing to do for long-term success. So for me, I spend all my time trying to figure out for my businesses and for the businesses I'm an investor in, how do you build a brand so that you're not at the mercy of sales or other platforms? How do I get you to want to do business period, regardless of any other variable. The only way to do that is to bring more value to the consumer than you're asking for in yourself. The main reason that people struggle with social media content being successful for them is because when they post, they're selfish, not selfless. The number one reason if you've been trying to grow your audience on these platforms and it is not successful, normally, 90% of the time, it's because when you post, you're posting for yourself, not for your audience. You want it for you, not for them, period. And for me, that has been the foundational reason where a lot of my stuff has worked. And so for me, my number one challenge, Malaysia, is can you go two months with putting out content that only brings people value and creates nothing for you in return? You have to understand that intent, intent is the most important part of the process. If you're putting out a piece of content just so it goes into your funnel so that you can make money on that person, you're fucked. Let me say it one more time for the kids in the back. (laughs) If the second you post a video or a picture or written words, in your heart, the reason you're writing it, the reason you're recording it, the reason you're posting it, is to get them into you so you can sell them, you're in trouble because you may be good enough in the short term to get some money up front but you will never build something long-term and meaningful. And until you understand that, you will continue to look for shortcuts, quick fixes, systems, and all sorts of other horseshit to let you make some money in the short term and that is the macro vulnerability. The end. Actually, I can leave now. I'll stay. Because I think I'm contractually obligated. But the reality is, is that I genuinely feel that to be true. So look, here's what's happening. We've never lived in a time where the attention of our consumer is easier to get to. The cost to do content on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, these platforms is super low. It's super low. It's hard. It takes time. You need to make a lot of it. But the cost is low. The ads are low and even more importantly, the organic reach on some of these platforms is very high. I'll give you one very tactical thing. If you are not producing content on LinkedIn every day, you're making a huge mistake. Let me explain why. LinkedIn today, and remember, it's not up here, but my last book, Crushing It, I see it, right? I didn't even write about LinkedIn in that book. I wrote that 18 months ago, and LinkedIn is not even in that book. It was that not important. I'd put every other platform, but 18 months ago, if I was here, I wouldn't even said the word LinkedIn. Today, today, it is easily, in my opinion, one of the most ridiculous places for you to put content to drive your business because the organic reach, you could have no followers on LinkedIn. You could sign up for a LinkedIn account today. Write an article or make a video about whatever the hell you do for a living. Post it and get more people to see it than if you have 5,000 followers on Instagram because the organic reach is reaching new people. The problem is, back to the first point I made on the other side of the stage, if what you're saying or writing isn't bringing value to the audience, it's selfish for you to get their money, you're gonna lose. Whoever holds their breath the longest wins. Whoever holds their breath the longest wins. The quicker you go for the sale, the less leverage you have. The more you try to disguise your sale, the more full of shit you are. This is the foundation and the framework that has forever worked for me. How many people here are entrepreneurs? Raise your hand. How many people here work for somebody? Raise your hand. Just wanna get a sense. Who did not raise their hand in the last two questions? (laughs) Raise your hand. (laughs) Just want to make sure. My friends, what's amazing about this world, and if you're not following along in the first 15 minutes, let me say it one more time, I believe that every business, every person, has to produce pictures, videos, and audio sounds for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Obviously, if you're in, Japan, you have to do it for Line. Obviously, if you're in mainland China, you have to do it for WeChat or Weibo. You know, if it was seven years, five years ago in Indonesia, you had to do it for Path. I don't care the name you put it. It's the social networks where people interact. That's where you need to be. The luxury of this market is a couple things. When I look at the costs associated with the advertising on Facebook and Instagram, on YouTube, it's ridiculously low in this market. Even lower than it is in the US and as you know, every day I yell about how underpriced it is. So imagine how good of a deal I think you have. To me, the concern I have and why I've started this talk the way I have is because I'm concerned about what you're going to say. A lot of people don't know what to say. They're, They're insecure, why would somebody listen to me? And so what they start to do is fake it. They start to make pretend they're an expert. They start to wear clothes that makes it look like they're successful. They fake it. It will never work. It will never work. What you're much better off doing is documenting your journey. You don't need to be an expert, you need to be honest. If you notice, you know sometimes I said it earlier, If I I talk about the same stuff. And once in a while, somebody will leave a comment or even here will be like, Gary, you talk about the same shit. And I look at them like, do you want me to lie and make up shit? Like, of course I talk about the same shit because I've been running businesses for 20 plus years and it works. And when I look at other businesses that work, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. And then when I look at other things, I see businesses sometimes that work for a year and then collapse because it's what I've been talking to you about for the first 15 minutes, which is if you're gonna be built on shit, you're gonna sink. You like that one? That was a good one. I like it too. Like a shit, you know, it's soft. I get it. <laughs> judgment is very interesting to me. I've come to realize in the last three years that it is judgment that is stopping 90% of this audience. Especially when you go into different subcultures, it is scary to me how many of you are not doing things because you're worried about what your parents would think. You're worried about disappointing your parents, you're worried about the leverage your parents have, and that is unbelievably true in every culture, but obviously quite true in this culture. Judgment is the number one thing that I need to break you out of for you to even begin to make content on social networks. You don't need to be perfect, you don't need to be right, you need to stay in your lane. You need to talk about what you know, you need to talk about what you're passionate about, you got to talk about either what you like or what you know. But you can't worry about the comments. Are you really going to live your life based on somebody anonymous saying that you're ugly or not smart? Yet, almost everybody does. The amount of people that refuse to post or stopped posting because of a negative comment is remarkable or because of a snarky comment by their brother or best friend or girlfriend. It's remarkable to me how grateful I am, how thankful I am that I was parented in a way that built self-esteem, confidence. And, it's, and I'm grateful and also sad by how many aren't. And the only way I know to how to break it is to push positivity and optimism and practical positivity into the ecosystem. If you're, if you're, if you're sitting in this audience today and you're not happy, and I mean this, like, really ask yourself, are you happy? It's really been interesting to me to find something that works, which is you have to change who you're listening to. If you're sitting in this audience today and you're not happy, you have to change who you're listening to. It's scary to me that 85% of the people that are here today are here for one reason. They're looking for something because most likely a parent put them in a position that hasn't allowed them to feel fully comfortable. And so, what has gotten me more motivated than ever around this subject matter is this, and I'm gonna keep going back to it. I would not be giving this keynote 20 years ago because living a life around putting out content on a platform that could reach so many people wasn't real. When the internet wasn't here, it was harder to do what you love. It was harder to be practical. You couldn't work your day job and then start a whole nother big career after because it was late at night and the internet didn't exist so there was no scale. You know what, we're gonna open a store that was only open from 9 p.m. to midnight? It wasn't practical. It is now. This is like, I wish everybody here understood, including me, how lucky we are to be living in a world where the internet is now a thing. Our grandparents didn't have these options. We must take advantage of this. And everybody thinks there's a right way. There is no right way, there's only your way. Some people are great at writing, others are not. Some people are comfortable in front of a camera, others are not. Some people are good at talking, others are not. The fact that you have the ability to control how you put out information based on what you're good at is remarkable. I don't want you to have a video blog if you're not comfortable in front of a camera. It's the reason I don't write. All my written content is off on my team taking the transcription of my audio. I can't write. I've written five New York Times bestselling books and I can't write. I'm serious. This is important. I have a top 100 podcast, and I don't sit down and do a podcast. I strip the audio out of my vlog. Can we hear it for D Rock? He's sitting on the ground. I deploy self awareness and self esteem to reverse engineer myself to put myself in a position to succeed. It is my great hope that I can inspire people to do the same. But it starts with being self-aware and having self-esteem. I will give you the tactics one more time. I think you should post on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. (laughs) Like, Like, it's the same shit. It works for everybody who does it. The problem is you're not doing it. And if you're doing it, you're so selfish that nobody wants to hear it. You understand? In a world where everybody can put out content, it means you have to be good, bless you. It means that you have to be good. The way to be good is to actually provide value. The way to provide value is actually care what they think, not what you think. It's like this keynote. This keynote is 100% gonna be content that brings you value. Nothing else. That feels different than if it was something else. And that's what an audience understands. And so I wanna put real pressure on the framework, on the concept, on what's actually happening here, which is we are living through a transitional, transformative technology known as the internet. It is now finally 25 years old and mature. Everybody has it. Everybody has it all the time. And the whole world is getting flipped upside down. And you have an opportunity to take a piece of it. The problem is, everybody wants to take the whole piece. Everybody's like, Gary, I'm gonna build the next Twitter or Uber or Facebook. Everybody's gonna build a billion dollar company. News alert, you're not building a billion dollar company. How about just building a company that you like and makes you happy? How about just doing something you like every day? Everybody's got to right? Like, how about that? How about people in here realizing that they have a job that might pay them a little bit more than something else, but they hate it, but they're not willing to live in a more humble home or drive a more humble car, and so they have a miserable job just to pay for shit that they have to impress other people that they don't even like. How about that fucking conversation? It has never been easier, and I don't like using the word easy, but I'm gonna say it, It has never been easier to make $100,000 a year because of this. The problem is everybody thinks you have to make a billion and the problem is nobody has humility to live a $100,000 lifestyle. I think we have to change the conversation in our society. Not in Southeast Asia, not in Malaysia, not in America, 7 billion people need to change the conversation of what success looks like. It is not to make a billion dollars, it is to actually wake up in the morning and be in a good mood. And whether that is me, who loves the game of entrepreneurship so much that he goes so hard every day because he just loves what he does, or if it's somebody who only wants to work 25 hours a week because all their other passions are so interesting to them and that's what is good for them, we have to allow for everything. We have to allow for everything because everything is true and everything is real and you need to figure out, my biggest fear of my popularity is that you think you have to do it like me. The only hope I have when you look at me is that you try to figure out your version of you that makes you as happy as my version of me makes me. I wanna remind everybody here, I'm 43 years old, which means when I loved entrepreneurship in America, nobody else did, it was not popular, only school. So I loved this thing before it was this thing. And guess what? When the economies collapse, everybody's gonna go off of entrepreneurship and go back to a job, and I'm gonna still love this thing when it's not as cool as it is today. When there isn't sneakers and fans, I'm gonna still like it because it's mine. I've always done it and I always will. You need to figure out that for you. Not what your parents think, not what I think, not what the comments think, you. Yeah. How are we doing Q&A? I'd like. Oh, there are the mics, I see it now. Okay, real quick, because I'm gonna do a couple more minutes, but I'm gonna do another five, 10 minutes, but if you've got questions, there's mics all the way over there and all the way over there, so you should start lining up now if you have questions, because I'm not gonna be able to get to them all anyway, so this is just, wow, you're fucking running. Don't push her, be careful. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) While we're setting up for questions, let me talk about a couple other things and hopefully that will lead to the questions. I'm going very philosophical on you, right? I think, how many people here have followed me for more than five years? Just curious, probably not a lot. Okay, appreciate it. Some of you will know, it's interesting that I'm going he- higher up. It's uncomfortable for me. I don't want to be a motivational speaker. I don't want to talk in theory, but I'd be lying if I didn't tell you the reason I keep going higher is because it's been so clear what to do. Like, I, I guess maybe you all got I write the books, like it's, it's there. I put it out every day, it's there. What has transpired over the last three years is, I'm like, why are people still not doing it? I, like, I can tell you exactly what to do. Figure out how you talk best, pictures, videos, written word, audio, post it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, like, it's that basic. That's what's led me to all the shit that I start thinking about, which is why? Judgment, insecurity, Lack of confidence. Faking it, which then doesn't feel good after a while so you're stuck because you know you're lying, right? And so my biggest concern is that when people push you to wealth quickly, inevitably you have to fake it. And the reality is that's why I talk about documenting it, not creating it, right? Just film, talk, talk about trying to figure it out. That's real. Talk about the judgment of others, that's real. But then talk about your expertise, what you wanna sell. You know, what, what you have. To me, a couple years ago, six, maybe five, six years ago, I wrote a book called Jab, 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 Right Hook. The reason I did that was to give everybody a framework. Give, 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 and then ask. When you give, you need to give. When you ask, you need to ask. I'm here to give, this is a keynote. I will not sell you here. This is a keynote, I'm gonna give. But I'm also very comfortable when my new sneaker comes out to post it on Instagram and say buy it. The problem is most people when they give, they give with expectation that they're gonna get something in return. That is the non-definition of giving. When I give, I give. And if it doesn't mean that I, when I wrote Jab, 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 Right Hook, I said give, 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 and then ask. The way everybody heard it, give, 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 and then take. We have to slow down. If you actually thought about your life in a 50 year window or an 80 year window, you would slow down. Everybody wants to succeed so fast because they want to prove something to somebody else. That makes you vulnerable. That makes you vulnerable. When you're producing for more likes, when you're producing for more subscribers, when you're producing for more money, when you're producing for more fame, it makes you vulnerable. Produce to bring value to the other party so much so that it guilts them into doing business with you. I mean it. You wanna really build something meaningful? Think about producing content in a way that is so valuable that it guilts people to do business with you. That is how I see brands that win, win. Thank you. In that, in that vein, because so many of you produce, consume my content and I could be repeating my tried and true things over and over, and that will bring you less value, I'm gonna move to Q&A because it will get me into a place of saying new things and bring you the most value. So thank you so much, Malaysia, thank you. Let's do it. What's your name?
1: Uh, Brent, and I'm originally from Orlando, Florida, but now here in Kuala Lumpur. Awesome. how are you, Brent? Good. Uh, my question actually isn't for me, it's for my son, he's 10, his name's Giovanni. Giovanni. He wants to be a Twitch streamer. Sounds but right. But he struggles with his confidence. Um, so I'm wondering if you can give him a few words of uh, what can he can do, what type of action he can take every day to build his confidence.
0: Giovanni, I think the question, you know, I see we're recording this. Look, when you're 10 years old, Confidence is a very funny thing, you're still forming as a human, but the reality is, is if you're twitching and you're over responding to how many subscribers you have or what your friends in school are saying, you're not going to be able to be successful. And so you're lucky, Giovanni, to be able to start this process now, not when you're 45 years old. The quicker you get comfortable with judgment of others, the more likely you'll be successful long term. The way to get your confidence up is to start enjoying the pushback, is to start enjoying people say that you can't, It's to start enjoying the judgment of others who don't understand. If you're not comfortable in your own framework, you'll never succeed.
2: Thanks, Gary. You got it, bro. Hello? It's on. Hi, Hi, Gary. How are you? Um, I'm great. Um, sorry, I'm a bit nervous. No worries. <laughs> okay, so my question is a bit long, so I hope you guys don't mind Uh, Yeah, so I'm 27 years old. I'm from Arizona. My name is Bilal. And I came to Malaysia when I was 19 years old and there was trials that I went through with me and my sister and my family. So at the end of the day, I lost my mom. So I had to start working. So I started this business and cut story short, the business is is still running until now. I'm 27. I started when I was a freshman in college. the business did earn a lot of money, which we are selling. It's a clothing brand, um, but the problem that I'm facing is, I, first of all, I don't give a shit what people think. I never did, I never will. I, I used to sell in the street, you know, in every single yep. street you can imagine. I've been there. Yep. I've been in a lot of newspaper, um, newspaper from Dubai. They wrote about me. Um, you know, I've been on a lot of local TV channels here, everywhere. But then the business i cannot structure it properly i tried hiring firing hiring firing and no one just wants to do the fucking job gary like i don't know like people are just is it me that yes. i'm not giving isn't i'm not giving the <laughs> job properly
0: <laughs> it's 100% you even the way that you're casting judgment on your employees already makes me know that you're not a good leader maybe not maybe for sure for sure I'm trying to be one, but... I believe you.
2: I'm trying. I, like, I believe you. I've
0: been hustling Listen, for let me tell you one thing about me, and I know you yeah, sue yeah. me. I only give advice that I know the person can handle. That right. wasn't fun for me to say, yeah. but I believe you. And I respect that. And I believe you, which you. I respect. But the answer is it's you. Thank you. And so, the number one mistake that people like you and I that come from the street and work hard yeah. is we expect our employees to work hard, but the problem is they don't own the business. You can't ask an employee to work as hard as you or you create a fake expectation versus how much you compensate them. That's like asking somebody to love your child as much as you love them. It's not natural. You work for them, they don't work for you. DRock's my boss. I try to reverse engineer him. And so the biggest mistake people make and why they can't build scalable businesses is they have selfish expectations of their employees.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Makes sense? Yeah, but I'm just, you know, I'm mentally tired from running this business, you know, it just... Sell it.
0: No, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. When you start, you listen, you need to be careful, and I don't know every detail, but it, selling a business doesn't mean giving up. You might sell it to put yourself in a position to be way better. Yeah, you know, I learn every day. I get that, but you know, like, listen, perspective matters when I'm listening very carefully to you, the first part was very easy, I said you, just by the way you said it, yeah. if you believe selling a business means giving up, you're gonna be in a very big trap. You know, like, like if, you're, if you're burnt out from it, or, or kind of getting close to it, even if you're not fully there, you need to be thoughtful. Selling a business, or giving a 20% of the business to somebody else who's hungry, who might not be burnt out, that's called being strategic, not giving up.
2: Appreciate it, man. Hi, Gary. How are you?
3: Hi, Gary. I'm Max. Max. Um, So I I took everything I learned from you and I founded Justory. So Justory is a social media platform. Um, On Justory, our users can share anything they want, but they only view contents that they care about. And then we connect them with other like-minded users who share similar interests with them. So currently, none of the other social media app in the world is able to do that. So will you please download and check out our app? I'm sure you're gonna love it, and we'd love to have you as an investor for our startup. If it takes off, potentially billions of people around the world will know your name, and it will secure your legacy forever. Can I please know what is the best way for me to keep in touch with you?
0: You can email me, and I'll take a look at the app. Okay,
4: great, thanks. <laughs> Yo.
1: Hello, Gary. How are you? Hello, everyone, I'm great. My name is Surur Ibrahim from Nigeria. And I know it's quite weird. I'm quite nervous, but I don't know where I'm gathering the courage to talk from. I've been watching you for all you got knows when. Five years, six years, I'm not sure. With Thank With all my siblings and all. So I'm a photographer. By the way, shout out to d I look up to him. I get it. And, uh, so I come from Africa and in Nigeria everyone is just getting introduced to things like the technology. Don't get me wrong we, we have it, we have it but like the young world is just getting into business and everyone is just so excited the new blood is getting in the field. Yes. So uh, I try my best to create content my own way to sell it to people of course yeah I know my, I have my own Issues, as you said, if you do it for yourself, then you're not doing the right thing. Yeah, sometimes I do it. I do the content for myself. I post it for myself because I like it. Not, Good. I don't consider the client first or the audience first. So, and there's, the, and there's
0: nothing wrong with that, especially because the next day you can post something for them. But it's important when you know you're doing something for yourself that that means it may not be bringing value to somebody else. Thus, you can't expect something from them. There's nothing wrong with doing everything selfish for yourself, just recognize that that's not gonna make anybody love that.
1: Yeah, so uh, the thing is I have some few students, photography students that I teach. Okay. I held some workshops back home in Nigeria by popular demand. So sometimes you'd see the audience would be so pumped to sign up to some workshops and things, but when you put them out, no one would show up. Or maybe sometimes uh, your pricing or maybe my pricing would be a bit expensive to them. Okay. While to me, I'm kind of underpricing my product.
0: But they're right. You're wrong. You have to understand okay. why. If they're not buying, they're not interested. That means you're overpriced. It doesn't matter what you think.
1: So how do you think I can send the message? I really need to send the message. Lower to, the price, to the audience. Lower it. Okay. Okay. First of all, first of all, I'm not, I'm not being insistent here, but I buy, I, I use really high end. Uh, they don't care. <laughs> okay. My friend,
0: the market is always right. Nobody gives a shit about your problems. Okay, lower that's, your price. That's, that's,
1: a, that's an important message, by the way, to it's Africa. a very
0: it's a very important message. The amount of when you're trying to sell something to somebody, yeah, and they're not buying, it's not their fault. But that's what you're trying to say, yeah, which makes you a bad salesman. Thank you, sir. It means you're audacious and you lack the humility to build a scalable business.
1: That's what I want to hear. You got it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. I love you.
3: Hello, Gary. Hello. My name is Nini Chong.
0: It's nice to meet you.
3: I am the co-founder of a community organization called Mompreneur Asia. Okay. Therefore, I think that my question would benefit not only myself, but other mothers and parents out there. Amazing. So I have a son who is super talented okay he had his own tv show on our malaysia satellite tv at the age of 8 years old he okay. can sing he can talk and he loves the digital world okay he wants to get into youtube okay so i think that mothers who are in the digital economy needs to walk the talk right okay. so i need to know how that I can support my son or my daughter so that he could get into the digital world or social media, do a YouTube video, do social media posting. He's 11. I have 11-year-old and a 6-year-old, by the way. Okay. They, love, uh, they love, love um, social media. But okay. how can me as a parent support them doing that effectively and be
0: safe about it? By watching what they're doing. I mean techniques. Techniques or Sign uh, into strategy. Their, keeping them safe is watching them. I think what you're asking me is not how to keep them safe, how to help him grow. Correct. How to keep them uh, I mean how to have them move forward. By giving them the framework and the freedom to put out the content without putting the pressure of it being successful. The number one mistake that everybody's making in social media is they want followers. You want to help them? Tell your son and then your six-year-old daughter, I guess, to not worry about how many subscribers they have.
3: What about content? What kind of content?
0: Whatever the fuck they want to make. It's true, it's true. I mean it, don't overthink it. If you overthink the success, your kids are gonna have no shot.
4: I mean it. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. All right, hey, my, my hey name man, is, my name is Sat. Okay, so first time I ever saw you online, I was, I was pissed off, I was just so fucking pissed off. I yes. Was like, who the fuck is this asshole yes. to tell me that I'm doing all my shit wrong? That's right. And I was so triggered. But I just kept watching your shit. And, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I know you, you've, you've said a lot of things over the years, but I think the, the biggest thing that hit me was the fact that you said everyone has to be kind. Yes. And it's all about your intention. Yes. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank because you. Because I that. feel like our society these days, everyone's lost the meaning of the word kindness. Yes. And you're the one who started spreading that back thank into you for our it. society. Thank you.
0: Thank you for saying that. And brother, you know what's really powerful about your story? I'm willing to be unliked up front to help. The reason I triggered you is because I put pressure on your bullshit. (laughs) I mean it, I know you know and that's why you were thoughtful. You had the strength inside to know it subconsciously which is why you stayed. The reason the people that you know that don't like me don't like me is because I'm not willing to let you bullshit because if I let you bullshit, you'll become entitled and you'll lose. Kids love, kids love when I'm like, tell your parents to go fuck themselves, right? They love that. (laughs) But kids kids don't like when I say, hey, if your parents want you to go to college and you want to start a business, you need to leave and you can't require your parents to help you. Kids love when I say screw the parents, but they hate it when I say, but if you're gonna go do your own thing, you've gotta do it. You've gotta get a shitty job, and a shitty apartment, and you gotta eat shit. Kids want to do what they want, but they want their parents to fund their dream. That's when kids don't like me as much. <laughs> so that's the game.
2: Hi hey, Gary. How are you? Good, uh, I'm this, Uh no questions, I mean, you post so much valuable content, Gary archives all the interviews. I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you, brother. Man, you, you're amazing.
0: Thank you so much. I'm glad someone
1: like you access the world. That so means a lot it. to me. Thank, thank, thank you so, you so much.
0: much. Thank you for coming. That was very kind.
4: Uh, hi, Gary. How are you? Uh, Good, thanks. Uh, my name's Aisha. Aisha. And um, i actually originally from New Zealand, but Very I've nice. lived in Malaysia for 22 years. And uh, Malaysia is a fantastic place. I agree. That's why... Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll be here to the day I die. So, uh, that's that. <laughs> um, firstly, I'd like to thank you for giving us all a damn good talking to. Thank you. Um, because I think what you say really hits people because it's the absolute truth. Thank you. And the lies that we all live uh, is absolutely true. Thank you. So, uh, anyway, I, can, my, I
0: t- can I, I'm going to add on this. I'll tell you why. I'm more interested in being historically correct so I have a proper legacy than to make money in the short term.
4: Yeah. It, it's... It's It's better. True. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um... I have a language center here. I own and operate a language center. It's very successful. Good. Um, we are moving to digital in terms of uh, online learning. Yes. Um, currently, we have um, an app, which is doing very well. Good. Um, we're about to launch an actual fully comprehensive online ESL. learning I understand. system. Yep. Um, and the, the question I have is that that online system that we have now that we're about to launch is really good, um, but it does require desktop um, learning. That's a problem. Yeah, they need to to use a keyboard. So my question is, we want to go mobile. You have to. Yeah.
0: Because you're creating too much friction. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I saw a real computer.
4: Yeah. So what do you see as the future? um, Not a desktop computer. No, so I, I love that you're on it, right? Like yeah. you have
0: to. You know, I know it's painful when your infrastructure is built on something else. It's money, it's time, but nobody's going back. So you have to make it mobile first.
4: So how do you see the mobile technology developing to to be able to um, encompass learning that involves a keyboard? Um, Well not a keyboard but
0: But notice where you're about to go. It is a keyboard.
4: Yeah. But what what do you see the future of the keyboard as then?
0: The similar to the future of the pager. Uh, In a museum. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Gary. How are you?
5: Hi, um, I'm Ashley Camille here. So um, first of all, um, if it's not because of two years back, November, um, one of your keynotes, I am literally not on any social content at all. So right after that, it's only the right moment of time. So within two years, right now I'm running a social media agency. Mm-hmm. that a team is in the US, and I'm serving US clients. Amazing so i want to thank you for that of course and as two years goes through um i did, um, like for me and my team we like we're discovering the more niche in the market where we specialize in gift marketing okay so um i did realize that in turn uh, last year christmas you do a recap then you're going to grow more on gift marketing as well as hiring in your team for you know um gifts animator and uh, what sort. yes and, for even this year, you started in your newsletter, you start putting in uh, timestamp for all your gifts to incorporate into smaller content. Yes. So, like, for this route, like, I'm totally with the same power with you since last year. We start implementing to all of, like, my cli- uh, our clients, like, top leaders, we do it, like, for personal branding. Understood. And um, what it's, like, your future or vision being for, sp- like, this type of niche, it's very specific. And um, more towards leveraging into, um, instead of creating shorties, this is much more consumable, like on replay, smaller content on all the community. So, are you asking me how viable is being very one-dimensional around gift marketing? Um, incorporating gifts into all other social platform, into um, and leveraging building up the community for personal branding. Versus, like in the traditional way, gifts
0: have all this role. Gifts Mm -hmm. for personal branding is a very good tactic Mm -hmm. and a very tried and true thing that will last for a while. Gif Mm -hmm. communication is now in our culture Mm -hmm. and has a very long tail to it. Yes. I just would tell you that it's always a vulnerability to be too Mm -hmm. one dimensional. Yeah. So I believe in it. Mm You just don't want somebody like Vayner Media to also do that, but everything else, and then they don't want to work with you because you're just one dimensional. So right. keep it, but if you're the best at that dimension, yep. then you will always have a seat at the table. So it's a strategic decision that you have to make.
5: And you're visioning, like, if this in the future is this going to be the next, like, um, like the it thing for another platform of leverage, like be for Giphy and Sonora, like they are growing from there.
0: I don't think so. I think it's just part of the conversation. Part of, okay. You know, gifs mm-hmm. and and emojis mm-hmm. and slang. Mm-hmm. It's just a form of communication. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a platform in itself. It's how we communicate in platforms.
5: We did um, incorporate into like community group management, and we see a huge increase of growth. Yes. And you know the uh, engagement growth yep. using the thought leaders as the it. brand yourself, so we can see that we come in hand together with Don't the ever
0: get too romantic about one tactic mm-hmm. because then you become vulnerable. Okay. So use this as the foundation to build on top of. Okay. Or become the best in the world in just it. Those are your only two options. So, last question is... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move because I'm running okay. out of time and I'm not going to get to everybody. Okay, Thank got
6: you. it, got it. Hi, Gary. Hi. I just want to say I'm a huge fan. Thank you. And um, you changed my life. Like, in high school, I'm, I'm in my final year in high school and <laughs> I've had, like, a hard time finding friends or, you know... <laughs> But you've, got, you've gotten me through like all of the hard days and you've inspired me. Thank you. So, my question is, I'm, I'm an athlete and I'm into sports science and I, you always say, like, turn your passion into a business because yes. you can monetize anything, right? Yes. So, I was thinking, okay, I'll go to college, I'll go to university, get a sports science degree, yes. and then open a gym or an institute. Okay. But then I realized, like, maybe I don't have to go to college. Maybe, maybe I can just start a business and find a sports scientist to partner up with me. You could? Yeah, but I also, don't, I also think I should go to college because it's a good experience. I'm, I just feel really lost. And can, I have, can,
0: can I put you in a very good mood? Yes, please. Whichever one you choose, you'll never know how the other one would've played out.
6: Yeah, that's true.
0: No, really, and I'm gonna use this for everybody. Everybody's so crippled by decisions but you never know how the other thing worked out. Let me give you an example. Let's say you don't go to college and you start this business and you were 100% right and it's huge and you're doing so great yeah. but because you did that you had to fly to America for a big meeting and your plane crashed and you died. <laughs> that would be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> or you think you're going to go to college because it's a good experience and you'll meet people. You can meet people in a business. You're not going to know. As some of you guys know, I famously passed on Uber twice which means currently I missed out on $600 million. You could think that's a mistake or if I would have invested in Uber, maybe I'd be somewhere else right now and picking up a disease that would kill me a year later. Baby, I think people overthink decisions. You'll never know what the alternative would have been. So just pick one and do it.
6: So you're saying that if I don't go to college, I won't be missing out on anything? Like, are you,
0: are you <laughs> No, I understand what you're asking, and everybody here thought it.
6: Because it's, it's nice to have a safety, right?
0: Like, yeah, I just don't think your degree is as safe as you think. Yeah, that's true. I mean that, and, and by the way, by the way, like, it's an important conversation. Parents grew up in an era where a degree was safe, but companies, guys, watch the world. The biggest companies in the world every day are stopping requiring college degrees. It's just not as valuable. So, But it might be, but, but for you, forget about a general concept. For you, maybe that degree would have been good. What I'm saying is, you're not gonna know. So choose, live, and then if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, adjust. Everybody thinks they can have the perfect decision. There is no perfect decision. There's just life. So pick and be happy with it.
6: Thank you so much, Gary. I love you.
0: I love you back. Hi, Gary. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Tremendous.
2: (laughs) Okay. Um... Just a quick story. Um, I actually applied for VaynerMedia for... I followed your content for five years already. And it's, Thank you. Yeah, it's been amazing so far. Uh, yeah, so I applied for VaynerMedia for like four years, so one year into watching your content. Okay. Um, tried for two years. Um, didn't get any reply. I even yep. tried for internship. Yep. I even tried for... Um, I get of, it. Work for free, you know, but I didn't get any replies, but yep. all good. Um, but my question is, is actually, um, how would you actually identify... Um, what are you actually doing right now is the right thing for you? Um, as a human? As a human, as in a career?
0: Completely the same answer I just gave that young woman. You have no idea.
2: Uh, how, when would you know? When you die. <laughs> cool, cool, thanks.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> Guys, and I know it's like fun and everything, but it's the truth. You, you don't know. Like like there is no there's no time machine there's no future machine we're all over analyzing everything like how do you know you don't like this is why i keep trying to push people the only thing that i know seems practical is are you happy are you happy today feels like it's the right thing are you like this is important it's you you can't analyze like I didn't know that starting a YouTube show for my wine business was gonna be the reason that I was gonna have a huge investing career. I couldn't see that. There's a million things I've done wrong. It's because I didn't do something that would have sent me somewhere else, but I have no idea. You don't know. You don't.
6: Hi, Gary. Hi. Uh, first of all, just want to say that even though I didn't follow you like anybody other else there, yep. but I just fucking love you. Thank you. You are the one and only that I've ever paid for a seminar or like a conference thank, like this. Thank you so much. Uh, and second of all, uh, I'm actually, uh, I would say that I run two business. One is RSCC and one is uh, Lumo PLT. Okay. Um, I would like to seek advice from you that uh, what, what would be your advice for someone like me that I, I kind of like a jack of all trades? Me too. And I like a lot of stuff Then, but don't I let Don't
0: let other people tell you to focus. Really? Of course, because that's your focus.
6: But don't you feel like you never no. really achieve something? Nope.
0: People, that just means that you're creative and entrepreneurial. I need to do a hundred things and I don't mind if 20 of them fail because for me to just focus on one thing doesn't work for me. So when people say to you, hey, you should focus on one thing, that's people who don't fucking know what the fuck they're talking about. What they're saying, what they're saying is for me, for me, I would do well with focusing on one thing. This is why I give general advice and then when I do Q and A, I give specific advice, right? No, you're like a lot of people, me included, which is you enjoy doing multiple things. It keeps you fresh and creative. Your lack of focus is your focus, just like it is for me. And
6: I also want to say, you're just as handsome as from the YouTube. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank Thank you so much.
0: Hi, Gary. How are you going to follow that up, bro?
1: Wow.
4: <laughs> so, like,
1: I follow a lot of fitness YouTubers. Yes. And they are like you having someone filming Zen. Like, and I want to do a kind of fitness channel and traveling style channel, but I'm always by myself. So, should I hire someone or should I just look for someone who wants to I do wanna, the same I wa- thing?
0: Can you, can you put your mic closer? I want to make sure yeah. I understood. You follow a bunch of YouTube influencers, Yeah. fitness, yeah. and they do what? They have like
1: a, a D-Rock. A D-Rock, them. got yeah. it. And you're asking? And I want to do a kind of fitness traveling yep. channel. Yep. So I'm asking if I should, should hire someone. Hire one, someone or, or do it like Casey? Or do it like a
0: Casey. Yeah. S- well, what do you want to do? So. Man, there's I, no, there's. Listen, the this is the theme of the whole comp of all the Q and A. There's no right way. There's right for you. So, can you afford to pay someone? Yeah, I could. Do you like the idea of having company? Kind of. You no, but by the way, that's what I, I appreciate. The answer is actually no, right? Yeah. Like, and that's fine.
1: It's, that's, it's, am, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like if I have someone, they are not going to do like what I'm thinking, so.
0: So then the answer to your question is, it's you should not hire not, someone. Yeah, okay, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> guys, my time is up. Thank you so much, KL. Thank you. Thanks guys for listening